Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here, and this week we're doing another interview with Asha Farah. She is an expat and legal resident in Mexico, and she will tell us all about her story soon. She also owns a business called Mexpat Dreamers, which is a really cool business helping expats successfully build an international life in Mexico. And I'm really excited to hear more about her story. So let's welcome Asha. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to speak with you and your audience. Thanks for being here. So for those that aren't familiar with you and your travel story, can you tell us how you really got involved in travel? What inspired your interest in travel? Yeah, for sure. So I'm originally from Harlem, New York City. Um, And so what started my travel experiences is just seeing Black people in Harlem that I was exposed to actually just traveling. So showing me that, hey, like we're not all staying here in our city, in New York City, because I think people think New York is so diverse. Most people who are from there want to stay there the rest of their lives. And while I love New York City, it was actually inspiring meeting people who say, you know what, there's more to life outside of where you're from, specifically New York City. So that kind of like sparked my interest. I had a neighbor that did a lot of traveling. And when she came back, she would always share like, oh, I went here. The food is different. The people speak a different language. And that kind of made me curious. Uh, So when I got the opportunity in college, you know, everybody's doing spring break, let's be real. (laughs) I got that passport and I was like, let me just start exploring. So initially I started off going to places like Jamaica, Mexico, the Bahamas. And I saw like, wow, these places are really beautiful. And it seems like there's more that meets the eye. So it's not just these spring break locations, but these countries actually have more to offer. So as it turns out, Mexico was my first passport stamp. And so when I went to Mexico, I actually I had the typical spring break experience, but I was actually able to experience a Mayan ruin. And I think when I was actually able to experience the Mayan ruin, I was like, wait a second. Why am I not familiar with this culture? Why am I not familiar with this history? It intrigued me. So I think that opened Pandora's box for me. Wow, that's amazing. And is that also the reason why you chose Mexico for your expat experience? So it's funny, I've had a love affair with Mexico since I was 18 or like 20 years old when I went on spring break. So of course, first I had that experience and then I just started coming back because I learned, wait, there's more to Mexico than like Cancun, Cabo, all the places I guess that they play up 
But like I learned a little bit more. I was like, wait, what are these cities? So Mexico City, beach locations like La Paz. I started saying like, what's going on here? And the more and more I came back, I was like, okay, I think this is a place that I could see myself. And it really wasn't because of the beaches or anything that typically draws tourists to Mexico, it was actually the culture. It was actually the way of life. I think when you spend time in other countries, you realize that each country has a specific way of life. When you grow up in the United States, you're used to the life that we're exposed to, which is fine. But when you start traveling, you say, wow, I have more options just putting more options on the table. And so I think that the way of life in Mexico complemented my lifestyle desires. So that's what intrigued me. And I said, once I get my stuff together, Mexico is going to be my first country that I moved to as an expat. And then a few years ago, I actually got married in Mexico. So it was like a seal deal, pretty much. (laughs) Oh, wow. So when did you actually move? I'm assuming it was before the pandemic. Yeah, actually, it was uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. So I think at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot changed. Uh, My partner and I started talking about in 2018, uh, becoming debt free. That was something that was very important to us. So we actually came up with a plan. I pitched the plan to my partner, because most of our debt was student loan debt. That was our primary debt. And so I came up with a plan for us to pay off our loans in three years. Once we paid off our loans, we could actually leave and start a new life abroad debt free, which is like big goals for me, because uh, being financially free is key for a lot of the successes most of us want in life. And so as it happened, the pandemic turned out where I wasn't spending a lot of money. So we were actually able to save a little more and finish off the student loan plan early. And then we just made our way. (laughs) Wow, that worked out kind of perfectly. Do you feel like your moving experience was challenged by the pandemic? I know, I'm sure requirements were different in each country and different places you went to. Was it daunting or would you say it, it wasn't that bad? So I would say it was a combination because, you know, during the three years that we initially anticipated paying down our student loan debt, I was actually doing a lot of research for the move. And aside from that, I had literally been traveling to Mexico for the last 15 years, like visiting different places in Mexico. So I had an understanding of the country. I had an understanding of the places that I was interested in relocating in Mexico. So I think having that awareness, having that research, it paid off. And then I spent a lot of time during those three years actually understanding the logistical requirements. So what it really took to move, because I think a lot of people, we see social media, right? And everything looks so glamorous. So you see people who are expats and their pictures are always on the beach. Their pictures have a margarita in their hand, in their laptop. So you're thinking, oh my goodness, I can't wait to just pack my bags and get there. But you really have to understand that it takes a lot of logistical planning to actually relocate, to become an expat. So during those three years, while I'm working the plan of paying down our debt to become financially free, I'm also doing the research of what it takes to actually become a resident, a legal resident. Because I knew once I relocated, I actually wanted to be a resident. I didn't want to have to go back and forth on a tourist visa. 
And so I looked up the requirements and made sure that we both fit inside of those requirements so that we met those. So I think because of the research that I did, um, it paid off for us in the long run. Now, in terms of hindrances due to COVID, there were actually some. Because of COVID, most of the offices, the consulate offices, the immigration offices that you work through to get residency, their hours were severely cut. So getting appointments became way more difficult during that time. So that was something that I definitely had to be more strategic about. Okay, so it sounds like it's definitely achievable with good planning. That's, that seems like the key. I think good planning is definitely key. As I said, I, as I'm speaking to your audience, if there are any people who are interested in becoming expats, I want to make it clear it's very achievable, but it takes some planning. Don't just pack your bags and say, I'll figure it out when I get there. Because what's going to happen is more than likely you may have to come back. You may have to cut your stay short. And that's not what you want because when you arrive, you start to fall in love with the place. And then you don't want to fall in love with something and then have to come back in return. So I think that logistical planning is key. Learning a language is key for the country. Understanding what the currency is for the country is key. Here in Mexico, there is a floating currency, meaning today one US dollar could equal 20 Mexican pesos and tomorrow one US dollar could equal $19.52 pesos. So once you hear that, you think, wow, how does that affect my rent? How does that affect groceries? What if things change with the economy and it's no longer as favorable with the American dollar for me? How do I plan for that? So you can see if you don't, if you don't plan accordingly, things can happen where you're not prepared for, if that makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> I'll, Outside of planning, you know, what is your biggest tip for someone considering expat life? So I think that one of my biggest tips is research the culture of the country that you're interested in. That's a big one, because once you get here, you're integrating into their culture. So there may be things that you like about their culture. There may be things that you don't like about their culture. I'll give you an example. For example, you may move somewhere and they're extremely loud. It's, it's a loud culture. Maybe they party a lot. This can be something indicative of the culture. And you're more of a reserved person. That's something that you may have wanted to know about the culture before you arrive, because it may have changed you deciding to move to that place. So I think making sure you research the culture is a big one. Also the language. Um, I, I continue to reiterate that because a lot of my clients that I work with when they first start working with me, they're like, I don't know any Spanish, but I wanna live somewhere where I pay, somewhere in Mexico where my rent is like $200. Like those two don't go hand in hand. Like you have to learn the language if you're going to interact with the culture. So I definitely recommend that to all of my clients. Yes, I completely agree with that. What tools did you find the most useful for learning Spanish? Well, for me, I think it was actually just hiring. Um, so I worked with someone local in Mexico City who offered uh, virtual Spanish lessons while I was in the States. And then I've continued to, because this was, of course, mid-pandemic. So <laughs> it was only right that I worked with somebody. And also, it's important to, to understand, to your point, when you're moving to another country, understand um, how that impacts the other country. Be cautious about that. Us moving as Americans to Mexico has a big impact on life for locals, right? So when we come out here, for example, and we see a place that is 
$800 a month of rental. And we say to ourselves, oh, wow, I spent $1,200 or $1,500 in D.C. That actually impacts the locals because $800 is a lot for them. So just make sure as you're moving to a new country, you understand the expat that you, you understand the role that you play as an expat and the harm that it can bring to another country, specifically the locals. So just look to make sure you can make a difference when you get here. And one of the ways that you can make a difference is learning the language is a respect of the is a sign of respect for the culture. And aside from that, if you need to learn Spanish, tend to hire someone who is a local to teach you Spanish. That is really, that's a really good um, perspective. Like you're the first person that's actually said that to me, which is um, crazy because that's like what you said is so true. And I feel like more people should, you know, look into it that way. I'm not sure why I don't hear about that more often. In terms of the of hiring someone local or in terms of the yeah, impact learning that from we, someone oh. local. Yeah, yeah I, certainly. Like, everyone tells you like you know download Duolingo or you know take Spanish in school or something like that but you you could really just you know find someone from the place to teach you virtually especially now after COVID everything can be done virtually so that's a really good thing to look into. And to that point, I would add one advantage that you get is you kind of learn more about like the local side of the language, like Spanish is Spanish, got it. But you know, there is Spanish in Mexico and there's Spanish in Spain. So there are, <laughs> there are different elements that like different keys to different words or phrases. So I feel like when you're working with someone local, they kind of put you onto that. Very true. Very true. Well, thank you so much, Asha, for doing this interview. Like, I learned so much from you and I think I hope people that are interested in becoming expats learn more from you. Where can people find you on Instagram or any other platforms to learn about you or your business? Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to speak more about the expat journey. I am definitely excited to help aspiring expats design an intentional life by focusing on the logistical considerations, because I find that, um, When we're intentional, we get the best out of life. We're able to really thrive in our environments. Um, In terms of finding me, you can find me on my website. I'm at mexpatdreamers.com. That's M-E-X-P-A-T, dreamers.com. You can also find me on Instagram under the same handle. That's mexpatdreamers. You can find me on Facebook under the same handle, mexpatdreamers, and TikTok as well. And I will link all of that in the show notes so y'all can easily find her and learn more about her journey. And I guess now it's time to conclude. And I ask the same question at the end of every interview. And it's why do you think more Black women should travel? I think more Black women should travel because it's going to give them an opportunity to learn more about themselves. And when you have the opportunity to learn more about yourself, you become a different person, you evolve. And so I think giving Black women the opportunity to evolve into a different type of life, whether that's a softer type of life, whether that's a more adventurous type of life, whatever you desire, whatever your intentionality is, you can explore that through travel.